Welcome to the Happy Mindset, episode 134. Today's episode is called, How Are You Intelligent? So this is a question that I thought of from reading Ken Robinson's book, The Element. So that book, in that book he explores education, creativity. The element is his word for where you come alive, where you find your skill sets, where you find your passion in life. That's my understanding from the book now, The Element is a, a book that describes that. And what I found interesting was just that question, how are you intelligent? What I'd recommend is to actually get the book, read it, read into it. There's a lot more lot more of an expansion. He expands more on what I'm going to talk about. I'm just going to talk about it from the level of my understanding of this, from reading the book. I haven't actually finished the book. I've read the start of the book. But it's a book I'll definitely come back to and, and read and finish. But I just want to talk about this from the point of view of that question and my experience with that question. How are you intelligent? So I find this powerful because it's assuming that you are intelligent. The thing we're looking at here, the thing we're focusing on here with this question is how are you intelligent? Let's find where you are intelligent. In the book, he gives the examples of people who are who actually did really well in life. They were successful dancers or successful musicians that didn't find their place in school. And when they were in school, they were labeled for their behavior. I think one of them was labeled as ADHD and she had problems. She went to psychologist and she was lucky that she found a psychologist who could see that it was actually her intelligence. It was her drive to dance in the arts. There was, if you could focus the energy in that direction, then it would help her. He, he, he recognized that. So this is where that question is powerful. How are you intelligent? So if you're somebody who went through the education system or you're currently in the education system, but you don't find that you're excelling in it or you don't find that you can see a path forward, a career forward, this question is helpful because otherwise without this question, without this assumption, this is an assumption, an intentional assumption we're making. That's why this is powerful. With an unconscious assumption of thinking that you didn't fit in, therefore you're not intelligent. That can set you down a path where you won't discover your gifts, you won't discover your element, you won't be in your element, and you won't come alive. So this question, this assumption, will help you to keep on track when you inevitably are in environments in life where your full potential isn't being tapped, your full potential isn't being realized, potentially people around you aren't seeing your potential, the thing is, you could be in an environment where people don't see your potential, but that doesn't mean that doesn't need to define to predetermine how your life's going to turn out. If you can summon up the courage and the confidence in yourself by reading, for example, there just that simple reframe, just that question alone, you don't need to have evidence. It's more from a faith, a belief that this person is pointing me in the right direction. Like when I look at somebody like Ken Robinson, when I hear him speak. That gives me the confidence alone that this guy knows what he's talking about. I don't feel like he's a dogmatic type of person. I feel like he's got a curious curiosity to himself and an intellectual curiosity there that I fit in. I might be coming across his book, coming across his material at a very beginner stage of my journey where I don't have this kind of intellectual knowledge that a person like this will have. But I look at these people as guides. So this person is like a guide for me that is showing me a potential path, a potential way of looking at the world, a potential way of looking at myself. So this is, this will tie into your self-image. 
If you're assuming that you are intelligent, you just haven't discovered it yet, that will do wonders for your self-esteem and your confidence that you're not self-deprecating then. Because the other question you could ask, instead of saying, how am I intelligent? You could say, why am I not intelligent? And that would set you up to focus on a lot, <laughs> completely different path in life, set you up to have, uh, it'll affect your self-esteem, your self-confidence, your self-worth, your self-image, and you won't be showing up, you won't be coming alive, you won't believe that there's like a possibility that you could be in a world where you're using your skills, developing your talents, and you're coming alive through the element. So with this book, it hits on with the fact that in the education system, it's a limited form of intelligence. It's an important form of intelligence, like language, numerical abilities, working on that stuff, and all that stuff is important. But there's other ways of, not even necessarily other different types of intelligence. In my life, I've realized that pattern recognition is a key component of learning new skills in the real world. That's how I learned computer programming, foreign languages. A large aspect of that was when I started to spot patterns. It was pattern recognition. I realized my brain actually works like that, that it can spot patterns. And that's how I got into personal development, is that if my if my brain's working like this as a pattern recognition machine in technical skills, then it's bound to be doing that in my personal life through the RAS area of my brain, where it's going to focus on the things that I'm paying attention to through my questions, through my curiosity, through my cynicism, through, it, through whatever aspect it is. It's going to spot patterns that way. So that's, I would see that as a form of intelligence, just being aware that just your brain's a pattern recognition machine. That's definitely my style of looking at the world, breaking things down. I've got, I guess it's an engineering mindset. That's why I'm a software engineer today. And I was a language hacker. That's the way I look at the world. So it's really discovering how do you look at the world? How do you sense the world? That This question, and in this book, it also takes into consideration things like your ability to have empathy, your ability to sense things, your ability to move if you're a dancer. So it takes into consideration not just your brain and your intellect. It takes into consideration other forms of intelligence. You could be a person who's very intelligent people-wise, where you get people, you sense people. I was even listening to Patticini, the Tottenham manager, the sport, or the ex-Tottenham manager. He was on the High Performance Podcast. I give that a listen. I actually really enjoy listening to that. I came across it first, I think, when I was listening to Johnny Wilkinson interview. That was a very interesting interview from Johnny Wilkinson. So I'd, I'd listen to that interview and listen to the other interviews. The two guys, I can't remember their names now, but they've got a good way about them where they're getting to getting to a deeper understanding of performance. It's not, I don't feel like it's surface level they're focusing on. They're really asking good questions. It feels very thoughtful podcast. And anyway, in the Patticini interview, it was, a, it was an interesting one because he was actually quite spiritual in a way. Like you could feel from the way he was answering things that he believed in energy, but he talked about that. It was energy, sensing people, putting your arm around them, just knowing how they're feeling as a group, what will work with them today, what will work tomorrow. Yeah, another thing was this flexibility. It was a very interesting interview, to be honest. And that intelligence there, that you can feel the group, like what they need, what they don't need. You can feel that out on an individual level. What does this person need? The another thing he mentioned was that he works with men, young men who happen to be footballers. 
that just brings in the human element of things when you really start thinking about people as people rather than employees or objects that you're trying to manipulate in some way when you can have that kind of empathy and that compassion and that's intelligence because not a lot of people have that and I think in a lot of ways it gets drilled out of us because there's no focus on this in the education system it's so much focused on the intellect that the intellect actually becomes who we think we are and it can control us and we, we're just missing that empathy and that feeling into things and even understanding context like that for example there are Patachini, it's like knowing when this is the right thing to do with the group and when it's not the right thing that's you kind of get that at a feeling level so there's people like that who are very good at that they'll sense a room and then they can command the room as well over time they'll, they'll learn that skill set so like these are all different forms of intelligence dancing as well like stuff that's more kinesthetic and more movement i think that's quite fascinating i don't know an awful lot about it but i feel like at some level at some level like the, the really great athletes and dancers and stuff i think it gets so ingrained in them the way of movement and thinking it becomes automatic like i think that's a fascinating subject i think there's a lot of um i think at an unconscious level we can, we can think so fast that we're a few steps ahead and it kind of i think it can manifest in movement but that that's just something that i have no evidence for that it's something i kind of play with in my head sometimes but anyway i think that it's important to have a holistic approach to education and to intelligence Another thing this would tie into in my own personal life, my own personal journey, would be the artistic tendencies that I had when I was younger that I just suppressed over time. Part of that was down to the education system. I didn't feel like I could get a job in the arts. I was in the humanities with French. Even that for me was a struggle intellectually to kind of justify why I would pursue French. That's why I did business because I don't think I was massively interested in business. A lot of it was just down to, okay, you'll get a job from that. I couldn't see a job from French. Even though it was the arts and the humanities that I was actually more drawn to, it's just I was never encouraged to pursue that because it wasn't like there was a viable financial career from that. And it's funny because like, I wouldn't be in my element if I didn't reconnect with all that stuff again in the arts and the humanities. So like French helped me to... To, it, it cultivated my creativity, gave me a new way of thinking. It also got me outside of my culture. So I was experiencing a different culture. So I actually understand today about culture, the effect that has. I understand at a better level what culture actually is. Because if you talked to me before, I went to France, I studied French. About culture, I would just say yeah, it's about music and tradition and that type of stuff. It would be a very surface level understanding of the impact of culture on you because like that completely affects your how you behave in the world the culture you're brought up in the belief system you have that's got a huge impact on on people and when you go outside your culture talk a new language even though at the time i didn't really know that that's what i was being immersed in that i was gaining insights into the effect culture can have on people I can see now that I've got a better appreciation of culture and it also helped me to, in a way as well, break out of my culture, uh, create my own culture. 
back to the high performance podcast again that was one thing they talked about in one of the episodes i think it was rio ferdinand episode about alex ferguson is creating a culture and the culture is the standards you set yourself what you will and and won't accept they're the non-negotiables so if somebody isn't fitting into that culture they're shown the door there's no place for them there because it'll just affect the culture it'll um, disrupt the culture in a negative sense so that's actually an interesting thing i find that you can it's unconscious culture and conscious culture i'm going to do a podcast about this culture is even a fascinating word if you look at it the word cult is in culture and i think about it in the sense that if you if you're living in an unconscious culture it can quickly become a cult in that your thinking has been delegated to other people so the focus is more on what you think rather than how to think i'm gonna think that's a, an interesting topic for me to even just explore another podcast but anyway the french coming back to that again french helped me connect with my creativity that got me into language hacking that actually unlocked the engineering mindset i had because i didn't study computer science even though i had this engineering mindset of pattern recognition i found that through french through creativity and so the arts and humanities actually unlocked the element for me it unlocked what i'm doing as a podcaster today it unlocked my software engineering it unlocked my writing because writing is artistic as well so even if you read my book that was one of my delusions at the time the breakthrough kind of moment for me um just a sense of being an artist that that's something i want to express into the world and i can remember the excitement of of actually wanting to do that and uh but the massive resistance then as well of actually doing that because i think the image in our culture and society is of a starving artist if somebody wants to genuinely pursue a life of meaning with art and creativity they're generally dissuaded from doing that there's generally a lot of resistance and a lot of inflexibility about how to even go about doing that it seems like a very much an, an all or nothing you either pursue that path make it work be maybe it'll die into the survivorship bias you're going to be maybe that one person in a, a thousand or a hundred who actually is a successful artist or you die there's no coming back from it i think that's a fallacy and that's something that i, I leave play out in my own life that in my from my experience I feel I am following my artistic path and I'm doing that in a way that's that feels good to me. I don't feel like I'm being reckless about it. I feel like I'm being grounded in it. But I'm not letting it go. I'm still pursuing this because it's because it's it's this element. It's because it's it's where I actually feel alive. If I stopped doing the podcast, if I stopped writing, I know that within a few weeks or a few months I would start to feel numb inside again. I just feel that I'm like a cog in a system. That's the feeling I would have. And that would really annoy me and antagonize me. I wouldn't be able to work through all the stuff either. I would just feel stuck. I'd have a stuckness to myself. And uh and that's it can be very very interesting because none of this stuff came from within the system because none of this stuff is focused on that in the system. Another thing this opens up when you ask yourself how are you intelligent and you take a more holistic approach to it you can look into fields that you might that the education system would never be open to fields like energy work healing you go into shamanism work with people on an energy level like these are all things that are needed in the world today i think 
uh, there's only so much of something we can do for a while. I think when you're in too much of a systemized way of thinking inside a system, there's only so much that can take, the human spirit can take there. I think there's a holistic approach that you need then. So I'm of the opinion, I would like, I like, I take a bit from Western society, Eastern society. I'm open to like the energy work. I'm also interested in science. Uh, I don't think they're conflicting in any way. I think you can, they can work in tandem, just like even science, religion, spirituality, that type of stuff. It's really finding and sifting through the stuff that works for you. So if anything, I suppose what I'm coming to here is, I suppose the self-education podcast. If we can get to a system where the emphasis is on helping people to think for themselves rather than how they should think, I think you'd have a better system. But that's just my my thoughts there at the end of it. But that's basically it. That's what I wanted to talk about today. Check out that book, The Element, if you're somebody who wants to follow your patent life and just read about how other people have found our patent life. I think that's a, a book worth reading. And that's it. Um... Yeah, if you want to check out my book, go to happymindset.com. You can support the podcast there. Click on the coffee icon. My blog's there as well. And that's it for today. Thanks again for listening, and I will speak to you on the next episode.